Well, welcome to the inaugural episode of In the Cheap Seats. I'm Travis, and uh, this is Cole. So this is basically just going to be uh, two dudes shitting around, talking about some some professional wrestling, because we're definitely not too old for that, um, especially not Travis, the old man. Um, so we're going to hopefully be doing this a couple times a week in the ideal situation. Um, we're just going to come in, kind of review what goes on throughout the week, uh, stuff we feel like it's it needs talked about in uh, the world of WWE. So um, we figured the best way to to boot this off. I know we're a little bit a little bit late to this uh, reaction, but I feel like for the inaugural inaugural episode, it'd probably be the best thing to start off with uh, WrestleMania and and talk about what we thought about that. So, Travel, what you got? Absolutely. And I just want to say the age difference is going to make such a unique experience <laughs> with how we view wrestling. So I like to think, you know, we'll, we'll capture the old folks and everyone's going to be on my side with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Probably not the case. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about WrestleMania night one. OK, you got uh, you got Cena and Theory for the U.S. title that went on during that show. Pretty solid yeah. match. How would you feel about that one? Uh, I mean, it's, it's Cena. So I'm going to, I'm going to be into it regardless, just because I grew up on the guy. Um, I feel like it should have been a little bit more of, um, putting theory over rather than the way that it ended. Cause, uh, the way that it ended was, um, Cena had theory in the STF, but the ref was knocked out. Didn't see theory tap. Um, so of course theory does the typical heel thing goes for the low blow hits him with the a town down and that's the match um to me i mean i know it's cena and he's he's not gonna do it but i feel like it should have been putting theory over a little bit more oh 100 100 i i never have a problem with the old guys coming back you know especially Cena, because but i always feel like it's to, to put someone over and like that's kind of the idea. Also, yeah. I I for, we forgot to mention this, but the whole idea, you know, we're doing the WrestleMania rewind here. We got backlash like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just going to set up what we got going on, stories and everything that way. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I I'm with you 100. You know, you remember the old days of LOL, Cena wins. Yeah, uh, exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's get right into the age discrepancy, dude. I hate. <laughs> I hated Cena at that point. I loved yeah. him in like 0304 when he came out and he was starting to rap. It was the coolest thing that anybody had done. It was such a unique and interesting gimmick. Um, I, I love respect the hell out of Cena as a worker. I think he's yeah. an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it, that one swerved, I guess. Yeah. Is, I mean, that's what we kind of we kind of pay for it. You know, we want to be yeah. I want to I want to see what I didn't expect to see. Right. And I, it, one last little note on that match is I feel like WWE missed something huge there. I think, I, I mean, I understand theory has been trying to like find his character, you know, that's okay. kind of been the thing on all the weekly shows, but having him come out to the old uh, Dr. Thum- Thugonomics theme with him all dressed up like that would have been so perfect. Dude. Just yes. He spent the whole buildup just trolling Cena. I mean, he started with, well, I respect John Cena, but then it went into him just, just fucking with Cena. And I feel like that yeah. would have just been the, the perfect cherry on top of that whole thing. Dude, I would have marked out so hard just to hear the old, like, I would have jumped off, dude. That would have been sweet. Beautiful. That would have been sweet. All right, get into the next one. So 
The next match of the night, we got Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders versus the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. So this was the the showcase match of night one. Um, what what do you got for us first, Travel? So the right thing happened. Street Profits win for one reason and one reason only. These guys need a monster push. Mm-hmm. because Montez Ford is maybe the greatest thing going right now. Yeah. I'm throwing all my chips on this guy. He is right. absolutely my favorite guy on the shows these days. Like, I feel like this kid's money, dude. Like, he's got main eventer written all over him. And the Street Profits are one tag team. If I'm turning it, if I'm tuning in right now, it's, you know, you're, the old days. I'll get into it again. But, you know, the Dudleys, <laughs> Edge and Christian, the Hardys and all that. Right. You know, we all geeked out for that back then. And, and yeah. you don't really have those teams anymore. You had, um, oh, my God, I'm going to I'm gonna blank on their names. Um, uh, Dax, Dax, uh, Cash and Dax. I think they're oh, doing yeah. they're, they're in AEW right now. Yep. But yep, yep, yep. Under, under FTR. But those guys, great tag and team. And Zone Cash. And so, yeah, those guys were those guys were awesome, dude. They were mm-hmm. they were entertaining. You had to listen when they got yep. on the mic. When the Street Profits have a match, I'm gonna tune in because I want to see what crazy shit they're gonna do in the ring. Yep. Like you know, they're gonna pull off some crazy stunts. You know, you know they're gonna take some chances. You know it's gonna be fun. And that's, I mean, who else? Who else right. out of these tag teams are you looking at that you really? I mean, let's be honest, not to just start shitting on people five minutes into our podcast, but who yeah. of those other teams do you care about, man? Right. I mean, I've been I've been digging the whole the Ricochet and Strowman dynamic uh, just because, the, I mean, the giant and the little guy, okay. like the little high fire, it always works, sure. um, at least in my opinion. But yeah. uh, I mean, there's no competing with the Street Profits, but I will say this does partially loop into my... Uh, my w and l of the week um yeah but um i think the right thing happened but i will say one thing as well this match showed me how much chad gable deserves a solo push i love otis otis and it looks like he's kind of starting to lean towards the maximum male models which would be (laughs) hysterical yeah um but chad gable is just such an animal in the ring it's insane He, he is he's got to be one of the best workers you can watch. I mean, and shout out to another underrated guy on the roster, but him and I guess it's happy Corbin. Now those two guys are just so good in the ring, but they just, it just seems like they're so underappreciated. It's true. I'll give you that. And Chad Gable, I'm pretty sure people were calling him like Kurt Angle 2.0 when he was first coming up. So, and I can get behind that. I love Kurt Angle. And I will also say, I was looking back, because you mentioned Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on Ricochet. I don't like him and Strowman as a team. I don't I don't care as much about where they're right. going, but I do love Ricochet as a worker Absolutely. by himself. Awesome. I know, it, side note for the listeners, if you're ever looking for a match that will do you that'll blow your mind, go check out uh Will Ospreay versus Ricochet in Japan. It was a bonkers match. So that's All just right. my last little thing. So what we got next on the docket is we got Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, a personal favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. um, but I'll, I'll let you lead this one off, Trap. Dude, so, I mean, what, what, this match, like, it stole the show for the first night, for sure. Right. Um, I mean, besides maybe the main event from night one, which, of course, we're going to get into because we're going right. in order here. But Seth Rollins never turns in a bad match. It makes nope. so much sense to pair Logan Paul with him. I, Regardless right. of your feelings on Logan Paul, this guy shows up and he delivers. Maybe he's an asshole about it. Maybe he doesn't go about it the right way. That's your opinion. But if you turn on the show and you want to see a good product in the ring, yeah. the, kid's, the kid's giving you that, man. Mm-hmm. 
And Seth Rollins, I, I dare you to try to find a really terrible Seth Rollins match that you can't finish. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Uh, I do get a feeling we might be seeing one here soon come backlash, but we'll get into that later on. In the week. Yeah. But, yeah but, save those bullets. That's definitely one I want to go on. Exactly. But um, for me, the best part about this match was the buildup because yeah. you saw Logan really settle into that heel mentality where yeah. he, he doesn't care that people don't like him. And it worked perfectly because Seth Rollins, I guess, technically is a baby face um, by roster standards. Yeah. But um, just that buildup with Logan and Seth, it just, I mean, the Elimination Chamber deal. Um, yeah. And Logan is incredible in the ring. Dude, yeah. We have to talk about that. Just a guy coming from the outside and yeah. doing what he does. It's insane. The spot he did back at the Royal Rumble, dude, like oh, God. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. Like the kids, yeah. the kids a freaking athlete, dude, and and it, it, I think he hit the nail on the head with, you know, he doesn't he's, he's he plays the heel role well, right? And I think part of that is due to the authenticity. It's mm-hmm. like you know if you listen to <laughs> interviews with The Rock or Stone Cold, and they talk about their characters and how over they got, it's always mm-hmm. you know it's because it's it's because it's me with the volume turned up to twenty, right. and that always makes the best characters. I think so. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So. Next match, um, I I I got some thoughts on this one, but I'll let you start first. Damage control versus Lita Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, um, where Lita Becky and Trish get the dub here. Yeah, my it's a fanfare match. I mean, you got Lita and Trish, um, who all due respect, they're they're past their time, and it yeah. showed in this match. Um, yeah. Becky did what Becky does. Damage control did, did what they do, um, but you could you could definitely tell that uh, Lita and Trish are kind of. I mean, Trish Trish performed decent in some spots, yeah. um, but you can tell it's it's a little bit past their heyday. I I wasn't a fan of the match. It, it seemed pretty clunky, um, to for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, but I mean, in the end, like I said, it's fanfare. You got you got the two legends coming back. So what do you yeah, got? Yeah, Lita Lita looked terrible, dude. Lita yeah. was just. I mean, <laughs> I lo- I I loved Lita back in the mm-hmm. day. You know, especially you know the younger version of me who wasn't married. Why is that? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'll give you a couple reasons. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, those women. Lita was great back in her day, and I've heard like I, I've you know I'll I'll jump on the message boards on Reddit and run through Squared Circle. And I see some folks talk about how Lita wasn't all that great of a wrestler, even when she was in her prime, mm-hmm. which I think is garbage. I feel like it's mm-hmm. piling on because she's lost step two, but watch those old matches. You know, she was taking a lot of chances. She broke yeah. her neck yeah. back in, back in 01 or 02. I can't remember what it was, but she broke her neck was out for like a year and uh, Tr- Trish can still kind of go. And I think yeah. that's obviously apparent that it's recognized because Trish is getting the storyline. Now she is, you know, we'll skip over a little bit because we are doing a, a, right. a, a catch up from a month ago to start this pod, but you know, Trish has now turned heel. She's doing the whole thing. Becky's awesome. She rocks. Uh, but yeah, underwhelming. Did just I was happy to get the match over with. That's yep. you know, that's what happens. Yep. Uh next on the docket, we got uh the family affair. We got Dominic Mysterio versus yeah. Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Uh we got Ray taking the dub in that match. Travis, what you got for this one? Shocked that Ray won this. Shocked. Yeah. I, what a, I feel like love Ray all due mm-hmm. respect it was going in the hall of fame i get the reason to put him over i just i feel like that was such a good opportunity to build up dominic even more mm-hmm. and maybe the thought process is he doesn't need it 
you know, he's 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 running around with uh, with Rhea, who's just white hot on fire, not in looks necessarily, oh. but just she well. is so over right now. <laughs> definitely can appreciate she's a good looking gal, but I mean yep, white yep. hot and crowd reaction. Yeah, absolutely. People are digging her. Her work in ring is fantastic. Mike, everything she's just hitting it out of the park every time she steps up to the plate. But so maybe Dominic didn't need the dub here, but again, going back to that that first match, maybe I wanted to be swerved. That's Right, what we watch for sometimes, and that's what I got. Yeah, it, it, the whole thing for me is I, I loved the build up to this uh, throwing the Mysterio family into it with uh, with Dominic's sister and Dominic's mom. The whole thing um, it was a little bit drawn out with the whole "I'm not gonna hit you" thing, but I mean it worked in the long run. Um, I also thought they were gonna put Dominic over, but I mean at the same time with with Ray going into the Hall of Fame on the same weekend. I mean, you and I talked about this, both being dads were like, would you not want to put your kid yeah. over in this situation? Yeah. But I mean, to I, I'm not surprised that they put Ray over. Um, yeah. I also don't think it's going to be too damaging for Dominic in the long run. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think that's what it kind of comes down to. I, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm neither disappointed um, or anything else with it. You know, I just, right. I, I really thought Dominic was going to get the dub. Right. I really thought. Anyway, um, but again, Dominic, like you said, doesn't it's not gonna hurt him to eat that loss because he's partnered up with Ray Ripley, which leads into this next match because holy shit, Charlotte yeah. Flair and Ray Ripley <laughs> for the SmackDown's women belt. Dude, if not for I mean, this night one was an absolute banger of a night. Yeah, of WrestleMania. Absolutely. Absolute banger. Mm-hmm. Um there wasn't a sinker on the card, and you know, like we were talking about with um Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, that was a great uh, a great match. Uh, the damage control with Lita Becky Lynch was kind of underwhelming, but Dominic and Ray delivered. This match delivered, and the main event was crazy. But, dude, Rhea Ripley, like, mm-hmm. it is her time. Yeah. I hope they let her run with that belt. And Absolutely. I want to point out to everybody listening, too, because I didn't watch. So it's just so everyone knows, Cole and I prepped this before we, uh, before we started, just to get some ideas to what we're going right. to talk about. But... I love the note that Cole made on this. Justice is served. It's, it's, all these match notes. it's, it's the best. It's the absolute best. I can, I can kind of extend on that. The reason I put justice is served is because the way Charlotte won the belt um, was so lame to me. Uh, I mean, she had her return right after Ronda Rousey had, uh, don't get me wrong. I didn't want the belt on Ronda at all. Um, so when Rhonda took it from Liv, I was just like, "Ugh, this is lame." But Charlotte comes back after I don't know how long her hi- her hiatus was, but challenges Rhonda immediately after she she had just won a match, and she's like, "Well, I want that belt," and she wins it from her. And I'm like, "That's that's kind of lame, especially when you have people on the roster like Rhea Ripley, like Oscar, like Becky Lynch." And it's I mean, given those are all Raw superstars, but so is Rhea Ripley. Um, but she did win the Royal Rumble. So for my whole thing is I, I didn't like the belt on Charlotte to begin. That being said, this match was incredible. Um, they're both studs in the ring. They're incredible to watch. Uh, Charlotte bounced her face off the canvas. Yeah. Tore some skin up off her nose. But uh, she won there. great match to me. I, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And for everyone listening to Cole and I watched this at my place during WrestleMania night. Mm-hmm. I have a six month old at home. He, he was having like a conniption fit during this 
match and yeah. i had to keep running out because we were trying yeah. to get my wife and i were trying to get him to bed so i had to keep running out his cold was like oh no and so I, <laughs> I kept hearing the reactions and so i had to keep coming to check on it. later i had to rewatch the match because i was like oh, that was so good yeah, but uh yeah anyway that one's going to be a memorable one for a long time absolutely uh, so after that and, uh, <laughs> the miz so this is the miz uh little hosting segment where pat mcafee makes his triumphant return right goat goat absolute goat love pat <laughs> can can i just like there's gonna be a lot of ms love on this pod from me i feel like the kid's a main eventer maybe not yeah. a kid I, he's probably older than me actually been there a while <laughs> yeah he's been there a while dude and i know he had his run like up to 27 he had the belt yeah the Miz is so much more than a host of WrestleMania. I agree. At this point. So I agree. I was disappointed in his role during Mania, but I love Pat returning. That made up for everything because I, yeah. I who doesn't love Pat, dude? Everyone loves Pat, man. My, I, me growing up a little bit because I grew up in the in the Cena era, and I, I, I mean, I was a kid. I loved John Cena, so I hated the Miz. The Miz was so, but I mean, looking at it now from a different perspective, he's just such a good worker. And and he plays he's played the heel perfectly his entire career. Yeah. Um, all that being said, this is just a this is just a goofy WrestleMania match. And I mean, Pat Pat can work in the ring. Pat yeah. Pat's good, but I mean, yeah, this was another one for me that was just fanfare. So I mean, it's yeah. I'm not gonna get too much into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pat's forever goaded for being hammered as hammered as he was after last year's <laughs> WrestleMania. Did you see those videos he posted online, dude? On the plane? On the plane, yep. yeah. <laughs> dude was just like eat, soaking it all in, yep. having that match that he had. Absolutely. Oh, I don't blame the guy one bit. No. Uh, Get into the ahead. next one. Oh, yeah, you want so, me to do it? <laughs> I got you, I got you. So the, the next one, one was, was the big night. Everyone was waiting for this match. We had the main event for the tag titles between the Usos um, and Sami Zayn and KO yes. with, to me, a shock, KO and Sami take the belts. I thought they were going to keep running with this whole bloodline thing, but looking back at it now, after seeing the events unfold on SmackDown Raw the last uh, the last few weeks, yep. I get where they were going. Um, this match was insane. This I was, was I was pleasantly I was cautiously optimistic. I was right. kind of with you that like the whole bloodline thing was just going to keep going, but I had like. To me, and you and I talked about this a lot yeah. after Elimination Chamber because I felt like that was the perfect time to put the put uh, the the Universal the Championship on Sammy. Sammy yeah. deserved it, and it's in his hometown. Like, right. and it was a good match. Sammy delivers too. Sammy is a great wrestler. You go back to like his NXT days. Oh God, he's had so many bangers, dude. Incredible. Like, Sammy's a great worker, and so I felt like after as over as he got, he I mean nuclear white hot with the crowd. Mm-hmm. They had to do something, and so I thought there's a flicker of hope, flicker yeah. of hope that maybe you know he doesn't get a run with the top belt right now, but at least they give him the tag belts to run with yeah. KO. That they did. Luckily, they did, and hopefully yeah. it seems like again I'm like you know I see with you where they're gonna how they were kind of setting it up where they're kind of going with this, and. Hopefully they, you know, leave him on him for a while. Because if as long as Sammy's getting the kind of reactions that he's getting, leave him running with that bloodline storyline. Really? If you got the belt on on Roman, leave these with Sammy and KO and let him keep chasing that. Because that I I can't get enough of that story, dude. I can't oh no, get enough. no. It's it's one of the few where it's it's been a, it's been long running, but I've enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
so that concludes night one who what do you got for for match of night one travel match of night one i have a hard time going away from charlotte flair and ray ripley i want to say the tag team match because that was like such an emotional roller coaster for so many months and then a huge payoff so i don't know can i do like you know for the feels for marking out, it was definitely the main event. Yeah, but from a the pure best wrestling, in-ring yeah, yeah, best yeah, yeah. in ring wrestling match was definitely Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, best perform, best like in ring wrestling purist for me, yeah. entertainment wise. It was it was the four way tag match, the showcase oh, match with with oh. Ricochet, all those guys. It was it was so fun to watch because I went into it with zero expectation. I was That's like, this is just a filler match. It's gonna be whatever, and I'm watching it and. Every second they're doing something crazy. Ricochet's yeah. jumping off bronze shoulders to the outside of the ring. And it's just, it was just incredible to watch. But I mean, the best all around it for me, it was it was the main event with the Usos and yeah. Sammy and KO. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'm probably going with the main event as well. Yeah. Just I can't I can't say I have to pick them on two different categories. That's a cop out. People are gonna be like, I know, I know. The build so, up the build up was so good. It, and it was so long. Because yeah. this is the story been running since last year, you know, with Sammy joining the bloodline. So yeah, main event, main event killed it. So Night one in general was really good. Loved it. Fortunately, night two <laughs> didn't no. give me the same feels. No, we got uh we got a stinker for the opening match of night oh, two. Dude. Um dude. I am and you guys will learn throughout this podcast, as long as this guy is on the roster, it will be nothing but hate from me. I can't stand Omos. <laughs> he is in some yeah. it's it's the it's the cliche Vince McMahon deal. He's a giant. Yeah. So he's going to dominate everybody. I mean, I will say I'm I'm glad Brock took the win in this situation, but I'm so sick of seeing this guy on TV. I can't do it. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. And it, like you know, and we'll get into Omos because where's where's his story even going? Like the, this this had this match was seemed like it was just kind of there. And I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm glad Brock got the win. Um, and obviously now Brock is in his program with Cody turning yeah. hill doing something totally different so this was definitely right. a, a finality type thing and then you got omos and and can we just get into this for a second omos and seth rollins a backlash uh, i i've i mean seth is a phenomenal worker like we should like we talked about earlier but i mean if there's any match that's going to be a stinker with seth rollins in it it's going to be this one yeah because Omar, yeah. he's he's big and he's strong and whoopty fucking do. I mean, yeah. we've had this a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, the dude can't cut a promo. Yes. MVP has to do it for him. Dude, he's the great Collie repackaged. Dude. A- absolutely, like, with slightly more athletic ability. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, Collie yeah. always seems stiff, but yeah, Omos can move a little bit more than Collie could. Yeah. But I don't give a shit about <laughs> Omos's story. I don't, no. I don't care what's going on there. MVP, I like MVP. MVP was yeah. always a fun character. And Absolutely. I see why they partnered him with him. But yeah. it seems like they're just trying so hard to shove Omos down my throat. Mm-hmm. You put him with Brock Lesnar, who's you know a legend. And now you're putting him with probably your best in-ring worker in the company today, Seth Rollins. And probably the most popular superstar yeah. on the roster. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Roman's there, but do you hear the audience when Seth enters? Dude, uh, yeah, right. It, <laughs> like, also have to appreciate that Seth is Seth's int- entrance music for WrestleMania was the crowd singing his entrance yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. That's I so saw, fucking cool. I saw a video. I think uh, I think Seth Seth and Becky were at 
I think it was uh uh God, where's he from? He's from Chicago. I think it was like a Cubs or a White Sox game. Yeah. Um and the crowd was singing his song at that game. That's sick. It was either baseball, hockey, or something. Wow. And it's insane. The the crowd, and it's it's not just a couple of them. It's it's a good chunk of the crowd singing his song at a completely out of a WWE event. I just thought that was crazy. That's so cool too. And I like that you took that opportunity to mention the Cubs and you didn't shit on them during the yeah, podcast. Well, we won't, we'll get into that at some point. Yeah, You're showing your colors already on the <laughs> yep, first night. Yep. yep I went, I went kind of local, you know, spoke yeah. Indian. So yeah, no, um, it was all day, baby. But that's like the, <laughs> the attitude era was, was kind of like, that with you could you know, everyone knew who the rock was stone cold undertaker yeah. mick foley triple mm-hmm. h all these guys were mega uber popular like the rock couldn't, couldn't go to yankee stadium and watch a game you know none of those guys yeah. could and like it's cool to see like seth rollins getting that kind of popularity that's really cool to me as he should yep anyway we spent a long time on that one for yes, such we did. a shitty match yes we did yes we did so after that you get the live in raquel ronda and shana natalia and shotzi Versus Sonya and Chelsea. Yeah. It, uh, what do you have? Uh, what do you have with this one? It's, you know, we got, you got Rhonda and, and Shayna win at the end yeah. of it. I mean, it's just, I don't even really know what to say to get into it. I love Liv and Raquel. I think they work fantastic as a, as a tag team. Yeah. Um, Rhonda and Shayna have been working some programs for a little bit. I'm not super high on them. I mean, and it's not, their promo their promos can use a ton of work their in-ring to me is boring um ronda can't work in my opinion um hot take but <laughs> i don't know if it's i don't know if it's super it's not, hot, it's not hot. <laughs> lukewarm at best right this uh this was the showcase match for night two and to me it didn't really showcase anything other than a boring match yeah, yeah. The out of this whole thing, like I mean, Liv Morgan's wasted in this match. I think she's, mm-hmm. I think she deserves to be in the title picture more. Um, she's done a lot of work. She's like made her character. She's made people care about her character, and that's yeah. something that you know. I know we talk wrestling all the time, and you hear me say that a lot. Like, do I care Absolutely. about that character? Exactly. I, I give a shit about what what, uh, what Liv's doing. Ronda and Shayna, not so much. I don't. Yeah. I will say, like, I feel like this match. You can always kind of tell. It seems like where Natalia is used on a card, like is where they need the most help. Yeah, because she's just a pros pro, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I see Natalia show up, I like not because of her. I respect the shit out of the work she does. Absolutely. But I'm always kind. Of, I know I'm going to be disappointed in the match because exactly. she, she's it's a failure. To be involved for, yeah, because you know she's there to try to get someone else over to get someone. Yep. You know, to, like she's putting the patch, the band aid, on mm-hmm. the match, basically. So, yeah, it, very underwhelming. But at least it picked up because after that we got the triple threat for the mm-hmm. IC title with McIntyre, Sheamus and Gunther. We were looking forward to this so much because, oh, yeah. you know, I'm... one Imperium might be the best thing going today. Love it. Love, love, love Imperium. Love Gunther. Absolutely. Dude legitimately strikes me as a type of guy who would absolutely annihilate me and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> um, and I, I, I can get into that. Um, but, uh, you know, also for the fact that, uh, I know your wife loves Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Oh, yeah. So I mean, love them. Absolutely not? love them. I mean, uh, to, for me, I I immediately looked back to the Sheamus and Gunther match at Clash of the Castle because that was probably one of the best matches I've seen in ten years. It was just I it, 
it was just a slugfest. And, th- yeah. and this match was the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you had those weird those weird situations where Sheamus and Drew didn't know if they wanted to team up because they were kind of going at it. But at the same time, they're like, we got to take this guy down. And it was just, it was chop after chop after chop after chop. And it's always so fun watching Sheamus because he's so damn white. And when he gets chopped, he turns beet red. Beet red, dude. And you can, it was just, I put in our notes, just slugfest. It was all caps. And I'll uh, prematurely I'll say this because I know we're not to the end of night two yet. Yeah, this was the match of the night for me, hands down. Uh, same. I 100% agree with you on the on the night uh, match of the night. But yeah, did, was there ever was there ever like a count on the chops that happened in this match? I could have oh, sworn. I think someone did it on Reddit, and <laughs> I sure. I swear it was like in the like I think like Drew ate the most with like 42 or 46 or something like that. It's like. That's insane. Like yeah. I've I've had a few beers and chopped a buddy of mine <laughs> a time or two. Like that shit looks like it hurts the first time. Yeah, like imagine absolutely. that forty times from people who are much stronger than me. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, match of the night. That thing was amazing, and it just like it showcases just, like how many different ways wrestling can be good. Absolutely, uh, because this was a ground and pound type match, and then you know mm-hmm. you have stuff like um, the the match of the one of the i guess sub match of the night from night one for you is the high flying ricochet tag team match it's just yeah highlights all that cool shit but and then so after the triple threat we'll keep running through bianca belair and sock and uh saka i always say say her name wrong dude i told (laughs) you i was gonna do it i know it happens (laughs) it's like it's more than four letters and they uh they have like a k in their mind it's a public schooling baby um yeah that's what washington public school (laughs) but uh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You got you got some notes. <laughs> this, I mean, this match had Bianca retaining. I think most of us expected that. Bianca's been such a dominant champion for so long, and she's she's running with it. I love Bianca as the Raw Women's Champion. I think yeah. I think she's an animal. She's probably one of the most athletic superstars in that entire locker room. And I'm not talking about just the yeah. women. She is yeah. she is athletic as anyone that you put in that ring. Um, I put in our notes and I stand by it. It was, it was a good match in ring just because they're both such seasoned workers, you know? Um, but to me, the buildup sucked. I mean, it, there wasn't enough, especially for a women's championship match, but yeah, but in ring, it was great. Well, and when he got, when he got two as as good as these, these Mm -hmm. are, you know, and Bianca, like, you know, I, I had gotten out of watching for a little bit and kind of come back with the bloodline storyline last year and started watching regularly again. But Bianca doesn't have bad matches. No. She just doesn't. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with, yeah, she's probably one of the best athletes in the locker room, man or woman, doesn't matter. Yeah. She kills it every time. These two just deserve such a better buildup. I yep. wanted, like, the in-ring stuff was so good. And if it had the buildup, this could have been one of the matches of the whole event. Absolutely. So it's it's Absolutely. sad they didn't get that treatment. Uh, and then, then, <laughs> then, the best part. Can we just talk about Snoop Dogg for MVP with this next one? Absolutely, because absolutely. Shane McMahon absolutely annihilated his quadriceps. He yeah. he pulled a he pulled a Vinnie Mac from yeah. Rumble 05, I believe. Yeah, and he just got annihilated. <laughs> as as Dude, you know what sucked too is. You and I both popped. The pop was so insane. Hard, dude. <laughs> we watched this at Cole's house, and here's, here comes the money, and we're just 
<laughs> just lost our minds dude lost our minds and as soon as we were sitting back down from that high so yeah. was shane omek yeah he was done but to, for snoop to come in and take the cues and get that yeah. like and close could, that out because you know that just had to be a miz and shane thing but snoop oh. was never supposed to be involved 100 percent. what a pro what a pro. yeah absolutely i i mean i i don't have much on this it, no <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of a skim over really all it is is shane shane followed after his dad and just yep blew up his quads so yep um after that we jump into one of my favorite matches of the night which uh mainly because i am a uh, a demon finn balor fanboy we had edge versus the demon finn balor at hell in a cell um and we have edge taking the win there i i loved this match um edge is Edge is just such a pro, and he has been for so long. Oh yes. Um, Finn got busted bad. Finn, uh, yeah. He he took a ladder shot to the dome. Dude. Um, he went to block it with his arms here, and it came through right in the middle. I Dude. think it. I saw the picture after. I think he had like like twenty four staples in his head or something like that. Damn. Um, but yeah, to, for me, fantastic match. That's that's really all I got on it though. It was it was a hell of a match, yeah. I mean, Edge doesn't ever let you. And I don't, maybe I'm not. I wouldn't maybe say a fanboy for Demon Finn Balor, but I can appreciate the aesthetics and the pageantry. Right. I love it, right. and I think Finn Balor in general is a pretty damn good worker. Um, so yeah, that Edge is always a consummate pro. And that I mean, if not for uh, if not for the triple threat, that probably would have been the match of the night for me for sure. Yeah, it was fantastic. Man. Can we also talk about? Edge coming out to Slayer. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah, the Slayers I, out to heaven. So I forgot about that. <laughs> yep, with the wings and the in the diamond helmet, whatever the fuck it was. Let's, let's just all appreciate Edge's great taste in music. Why? That's on me during this. That's okay. Fan favorites. We're gonna put the video out for this, and people are gonna be like, "This fucking guy." I got a, <laughs> I got a car seat right there. I got <laughs> cat one right there. Anyway, it's the uh, main event. Finally into the main event, the much anticipated main event, because we were going to finish someone's story here. And you have, uh, you have, I mean, everyone knows how this one plays out with Solo getting involved and mm-hmm. Roman wins, LOL. So, yeah, I, if this had gone the other way, this might have gone down as one of the best WrestleManias in recent memory. For me as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to give them their flowers where they're due. I yep. mean, the match was incredible. Yeah. The in-ring work was great because it's Cody and Roman. It's it's what we expect. Of course. Um, I think I would. I mean, I would say eighty to ninety percent of the fans were looking for Cody to get the win there. Oh, easy. Um, yeah. I don't see where the story goes from here, and Dude. I know that Cody's Same. in a program with Brock now. Which I mean, okay, dandy. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's like Cody came back for this. You know. Right. I mean, sure, he may have a shot at this at this new belt that we'll we'll talk about later. But yeah, and and yeah, it like it just it seemed so long winded. It seemed like yeah, it seemed like it was like the story was kind of stolen from us in the sense that they had that great thing going with Sammy and the match in Montreal with Elimination Chamber, and it was like okay, maybe Sammy gets the belts. Maybe this has changed to a triple threat. That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. And when they didn't put the strap on Sammy. It was like, okay, well, they're definitely going to put it on Cody. That's what they're waiting for then, for Cody to get this you know, big, huge, uh, monumental win over Roman at WrestleMania. And, you know, Cody's going to take the belts and be white hot throughout the summer and mm-hmm. go into SummerSlam with it at least. 
but it, it just seems like kind of robbed of that. And it's yeah. always like it's Kurt Angle brought this up on his podcast where he talked about, you know, having in this day and age, you know, it's not like the days of Bruno San Martino, you know, showing my age, right? you know, where <laughs> Bruno has it for, and just so everyone knows, I was not old enough to watch Bruno San Martino, but <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you know, Bruno, Bruno ran with the belt for, I think he, I think he's pretty sure he still holds the record for the longest title reign, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he's something crazy, like 8,000 days or something like that. He held it for years, you know, something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And even in the late eighties when I was alive, uh, I think Hogan ran with it for four years, five years, something yeah. like that before dropping it to Macho Man. But seeing those kind of long drawn out title reigns to, to Kurt Angle's point, I don't think necessarily plays anymore. It gets right. You have to keep finding these ways for Roman to win um, and him being this dominant overpowering force over everybody. I, th- yeah. I think just leaves a bad taste in the fans mouths for all the other wrestlers. Yeah. Because it, you know, at this point it's like, okay, Cody's not, Cody's not there. Uh, Sammy's not there. Who, who is on that roster? Who's gonna, who yeah. Could, who's going to be the guy? Yeah. Who can be, who can beat him? So, I mean, what is it going to be Brock Lesnar again? Okay. I've been there, done that. That's not exciting anymore. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Off switch is getting hit so fast. I'm out of it. Fuck that. No, thank you. Ooh. Fuck no. But, but anyway, so to your point though, there's a new belt. Yes. That's yes. that is our WrestleMania recap, folks. We've gone over the matches. We've kind of set up a little bit of what's going on with Backlash with Seth and uh and Brock and Cody. But obviously this past week on Raw, yep. we got a new world heavyweight title. Yep, and uh, we thought this would be the the perfect opportunity to talk about some of our uh, our favorite belts in history. I know Travis might be going back to probably the seventies for some of his. Uh, it was so much better back then, bro. <laughs> so much we, better. We thought we'd jump through each uh, each of the uh, of the titles that have been around for a while. So you're not going to see uh, the Universal. It's only been around a couple of years. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We're just going to go into the Tag Team Championships. Um, so you're not going to and and some of the Women's Championships as well, just because they haven't been around for very long. Yeah. Um. So all that being said. Let's uh let's jump in, Travo. What it what do you got as your favorite WWE championship belt? Well now before we do that one, what do you <laughs> what do you think of the new belt that came out Monday? I I dig it. It it shows shades of what my favorite WWE championship is, um, which we will get into. We will, okay. Um, but I'm I'm a fan and I'm also a fan of what we're going to see on Raw now, especially with Roman holding both of the belts, the Universal and the WWE Championship, it's, yep. I mean, it's great and it's its good TV. Roman's been holding them for so long and Roman's it got is. so many fans. Yeah. But we need something on Raw because you I can't mean, have nothing. You can't have that exactly. top prize. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. And maybe, maybe like against the whole point I was making with like Kurt Angle's podcast is that I have, you know, I have and you have and a lot of people have been tuning in to just see when the hell is Roman going to drop these things. Exactly. When it, you know someone has to be built up and people want to see who that is, but I think one thing I like about this belt because I want to talk about it for a, for a quick hot second. I I have not liked the past couple iterations of the WWE Championship, the big mm. logo. Yeah. You know, great for marketing purposes and all right. that, you know. Patrick Mahomes throws it over his shoulder to the Super Bowl parade. Oh, everyone yeah. can see it's WWE. That's all well Absolutely. Good, but I like that it's they still have that kind of corporate logo ness in the middle, but at least they got they like it obviously reminiscent of the big gold belt 
the old WCW World Heavyweight Championship. But it also reminds me a lot of the NXT UK titles. Mm-hmm. I think Triple H has obviously had a hand in those because he came out when he was running it. So that was his baby. NXT was his baby. And it was so good, dude. Like oh, that 2014, absolutely. 15. Oh, those matches were insane. I love that show. Absolutely. Uh, but it's it's one, it's good to see he's obviously still had a hand in this belt. I think it's I I think it's gorgeous. I think it's the best kind of belt we're gonna possibly get these days. Absolutely. But let's go ahead and get into our favorite belts for each of these. I, uh, for the WWE Championship, I, I mean, I feel like we might be in the same boat here. You like the we, spinner belt. No, I do love no. the spinner belt because of who held it. Oh. But, uh, but for me, it's, it's, it's big gold. It's the big gold WWE Heavyweight Championship. And it, it just because okay. of Triple H's reign is so nostalgic to me, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's really all I got on that. I, I'm so partial to. I don't know what that we talked about this during World War No Taking, but the I'm I'm gonna call it the Big Eagle. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the generic name for it. So it's the belt after the Winged Eagle. The Winged Eagle, you know, Austin wins it at WrestleMania 14, yeah. and then I think it's the next night they debut Big Eagle and it has the yeah. blue strap, and they eventually like put a black strap on it and change the the branding because WWF back then changed right. their branding but right yeah, that that big eagle belt the one that was passed with austin and the rock and triple h one in 2000 you know that's that's my nostalgia because that's my you know i was 12 13 14 years old at that time right so that one just it's you know the big prize the one that's being defended at wrestlemania 17 and stuff like that right. so yeah Teaser. it's Dude, that was such a good one. <laughs> you know you've watched that Mania and you've been like, that's the greatest wrestling show of all time. I know. And if anyone <laughs> anyone who listens to this, if they disagree, fight me. Come at me with that. I will defend that. Dude, we will start taking calls. We will have that discussion. That is fine. I will defend that. Um, but yeah, Big Eagle is definitely my favorite. Um, going in, if we're going to like subcategories, yeah, Big Eagle is great for that. I will revert from going to just Attitude Era belts. The IC belt, the one that Cody Rhodes brought back in the 2010, 12-ish range with the white strap. Yeah. This is the most gorgeous IC title ever. This is the shortest segment for this part because I agree 100%. That is that is my favorite intercontinental belt of all time. The white strap Good. was gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Anybody disagrees, fight us. Yeah. 100%. Come at us with that. <laughs> Easy. If anyone disagrees, you're wrong. So you're wrong. It's, yeah, just, you're a, just, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. You're just playing wrong. Okay, um, so we're, US title. Yeah. I I so, hate the current US title, dude. I agree. Um so I'm bad. gonna go back to the original WCW US title. Oh, curveball. Yep, the one that Goldberg strapped. Um, I I absolutely loved that belt, and it's it, I mean looking back at all of the U.S. belts, it's the prettiest one. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I love the red, white, and blue, but the belts are fucking hideous. The one that yeah. MVP carried in the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, yeah, disgusting to me. <laughs> but I also go ahead. hate that. I also <laughs> hate that belt. I'm gonna really throw a curveball in this thing mm-hmm. because I'm not even gonna name a U.S. title if okay. we're talking about a tertiary men's title. Mm-hmm. Before the U.S. title, before the before WCW was out of business in the WWF, that was the European Championship. Okay, and I'm going with the European. There was no, there was only one European title, right. so I'm going with the European Championship. Okay, that was a pretty belt. It, yeah. it, it. Uh, you know, whoever carried it, you definitely didn't get the sense that they were too over or too big. 
it was just a good looking regular mid cardish belt yeah and so it worked i don't believe there's ever been a good looking u.s title i agree I agree 100%. Um, so segueing out of that, we're going to go into, I put it wrong here in the notes, but we're just going to go to the tag team championships. You did put it wrong. God, I could have gotten so I know. confused. I know. It's it's just the tag team championships. So I'll jump into mine first. Yeah. And it was uh, it was the ones that Eddie and Chavo had. Ooh, this, okay. The silver belts with the blue letterings. Yeah. I absolutely, they had that big ass front piece yeah. and the, the big ass side pieces and they were all silver and blue i absolutely loved those belts and eddie carried them so eddie was goaded god rest his soul and absolutely. that tag team los guerreros dude so they were so entertaining i mm-hmm. loved los guerreros so i'll give a special nod to you that if i weren't going to make my choice i'd probably side with you on this <laughs> i think you're on to something and you sold me with los guerreros but <laughs> i will i will i'm going to go back to my attitude era leanings on this right. one the world, the, the just the regular WWF tag team championships. Yeah. Those belts were around from like the late eighties until the early two thousands. Yeah, they were they were the tag team belts forever. And I thought right. I thought they were just good looking belts. They were very, you know, they look kind of like a wing kind of coming yeah. up on the side. Like it's almost reminiscent of like a the early days Divas Championship, um, but less <laughs> horrible. Miami and Litsy and yeah, less horrible. Yeah, the Divas Championship is just in a whole nother realm but it just you know it, it was kind of it was unique in, in in its own sense because it was so much different from the other belts but it was a nice good looking quality tag team belt and then everything got switched to have you know raw and smackdown have their own which oh yeah is what it is but right anyway see those are all good belts i want to hear opinions from people on these so hopefully Absolutely. people actually listen to us and get in some of those but uh do you have a good novelty belt you like um my my novelty belt isn't based off of the belt design itself it's based off of who carried it um and i am going to go with the 24 7 belt because no our truth carried it for so long and i love our truth that's wild i love (laughs) but if we're going based off design i gotta go with the old school hardcore belt Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. The hardcore belt was so cool just because it was it was a smashed winged eagle belt. Yeah. That's so badass. Yeah. I will switch it a little further, which is also, I guess, you know, I didn't necessarily care about the person carrying it. It did change, but the million dollar belt. I knew it. I knew it. Such a sexy belt, dude. <laughs> it is a sexy belt. <laughs> and Stone Cold carried it before he was Stone Cold. So that's kind of cool. True. It's true. But yeah, dude, the million dollar belt, like it's got some lineage to it too. Like it was involved in like WrestleMania with, um, uh, you know, the year that I think Ted DiBiase, it was like WrestleMania four, right. something like that getting really like back in the day. Um, but yeah, dude, million dollar belt. Just, it just looked good. It's, it's just a pretty cool belt. belt. Yeah. It's a pretty belt. It's a pretty belt. You can't beat it. Yeah, you can't um, beat that one. Like Travis said though, get, if any of you guys are listening to this, wherever you're listening to it, wherever you're watching it, let us know what your favorite belts are. Tell us how wrong we are about ours, other than the Intercontinental Championship, because, like I said, if you if you disagree, you're wrong. And you're it's getting tag-teamed on that, that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Not in the fun way. <laughs> we've been going at this for a while, Travo. Have we? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do, we, what, do we got, what do we got time-wise? Does it tell you? We talk too much. We talk um, a lot. We do. I don't. That's okay. I don't have the time. But uh, so I feel like we should we should jump into our uh, our W's and L's of the week, huh? Oh, we absolutely should. Yeah. Um, 
we kind of took care of the shooting the shit part of our uh <laughs> part did, of our show we did plenty of that <laughs> okay okay w and l's of the week okay i want to i want you to start with yours mostly because i got okay. my, my word doc up that i made for this no worries so uh my w of the week i don't know how many of you guys uh listen to impulsive logan paul's podcast um it's kind of a two-parter. So he had a couple of legends on his podcast um, these past couple of weeks. Uh, he started off with Ray Mysterio, which was a fantastic listen. Absolutely fantastic. But my W goes to Edge on that podcast because getting in, getting an insight on that man's head is just – he's just he, – first off, he's a pro. Second, he's just one of the coolest dudes you, you could ever listen to talk. So my W goes to Edge on the Impulsive Podcast. What do you got for your W, right. Travo? The new heavyweight belt, dude. Oh, that's I, fair. I freaking love it. Yeah, I know it's going back to a little bit of our previous segment, but yeah, yeah, dude. Triple H nails it with belts, and I'm so glad his input was used, clearly used, for the new world heavyweight belt because it is a slick looking piece of gold. I love it. Beautiful. Okay, so I'll jump into my L then. Um, so my L goes to something that happened in this recent WWE draft from what we've got so far. Ooh. Um and it goes to the Street Profits, and I'll give you a reason why. Not the Street Profits, dude. Listen, listen. I love the Street Profits, but this was the perfect opportunity to give those guys their singles pushes. This was the perfect opportunity to split them up and yeah. say, okay, Montez, you're on Raw, and uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Angelo, you are here on SmackDown. All, all the more reason to break them up right, right. there. <laughs> and and. It, it was the perfect opportunity to do it and they just yeah. didn't take it. So I don't know if they have some, some big tag tag battle push for them coming up. I don't see it. Right. Um, but for me, that's the L of the week just because you could have split them up, man. What do you got trap? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. So not necessarily specifically WWE related, but my L is CM Punk oh. this week. CM Punk's been all over yeah Dirt sheets news um if you saw the stuff you know with him mm -hmm. trying to get back with AEW there but he's at he was at the wwe show in know in uh, at the at rosemont rosemont illinois um, and, I, and i guess yeah and he got kicked out of that yeah. event i guess uh he he actually did meet with triple h though so that's interesting yeah um, and then he was at the impact the tna impact taping here yesterday the day before and i can't help but get this weird like kind of greasy feeling like because yeah. there's all this drama going on with AEW. What's the guy doing at WWE trying to make amends to Triple H? He's going to like, is he trying yeah. to find his foot, get his foot in the door here? There, He's trying to find a job, man. like, and yeah. I can respect the grind. Don't get me right. wrong, but when your name is CM Punk, you can kind of yeah. just show up and say, "I'd like to work," and right. any company is going to take you. So, I don't know. It's I like C. I've always liked CM Punk, but I just weird. Just yeah, seemed a little sketch to me, you know. On the impact front, shout out Naomi. Naomi made her, Naomi uh, did go her to impact, impact debut. Yeah. I'm not I, I don't remember the name that she went by um in impact. She might be going by maybe she's going by Trinity, her real name. Trinity, that's what it is. Yeah. She's going by Trinity and Trinity and Impact. So shout yeah. out her. Always loved her. Read good things about her too. I guess uh, they said a lot of people who come over from WWE show up as uh, big shots acting like hot shots right. backstage and she was just humble as could be, just wanted to work and have a good time with everyone. So that's really that. cool. Yep. Love that. I so, need I, Go ahead. No, no, finish, finish it up. I was just gonna say, I, I need, I need her and Sasha back, but I know it's not gonna happen. Yeah, especially with Sasha, dude. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a long time if ever coming. Right. Never say never, though. That's obvious. <sighs> okay. Now we have we've shot the shit. 
we've talked a lot about past WrestleMania, given a little WNL of the week, which is a taste of things to come because we'll do that going forward. Mm-hmm. Gave a little list of belts that we like so we can get some comments, some feedback from people. Now I want to get into this last part, our top five of the week, something we're going to do every week. We'll have a new top five, but Cole and I don't tell each other these ahead of time. Yeah, We're going to each learn what these are as we go. And again, like Cole said, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, give us some feedback. We want to hear what you guys think. We welcome opinions. We welcome some civil discourse, maybe some not so civil discourse. <laughs> Absolutely. We can have some fun with it. But our top five for this week is male superstars. And that is intentional because we want to get the females their due diligence. And we have we can easily make a top five list of the female wrestlers of all time, too. So absolutely. Let's get into these top five. I will say, keep in mind, this is our favorites. This is not yes. our this is not our opinion. Exactly. Yeah. This not is our opinion all... on who's the best. This is just who we like the most. Our personal favorites from yeah. our time of watching uh, professional wrestling. Yep. So yep. you, you want to kick it off or you want me to go first? I'll go, I'll go ahead and start this one off. Okay. So starting so, at number five. Number five for me. Number five. I initially had this. I actually put Sami Zayn as my number okay. five at first. Okay. Match with Shinsuke in Dallas at NXT was yeah. crazy with KO, yeah. uh, fucking uh, uh, Balor, like everything he did in NXT and he's done recently, just Absolutely. insane. I'm actually gonna go with Triple H for my oh, number five, though. Okay, Triple okay. H is just so he's had so many bangers, dude, with so many different people for so many years. Triple H is goaded, he probably for a lot of people would be number one. Yeah, I'm gonna put him number five, right? I think, I think on an all time list of of greatest wrestler of all time i think he's easily in the top three yeah um but like i said we're going off of our personal favorites which is why my number five might be a little weird to some of you oh all right um so my number five and i'll get into it um my number five favorite wrestler of all time is santino morella (laughs) and i've i've talked with travis about this a lot um have strictly off of the comedic promos and and him calling john cena john Cena, and and baptista yeah. and and all of it he just brought such comedic value yeah. and and he was just entertainment that's what he was he was entertainment personified mm-hmm. and it worked perfect so i have a i have santino at number five that finishing move the the Cobra, baby. <laughs> does that, dude? That match with him and Foley with the Cobra versus Sokka. Sokka, I mean, yeah, dude. That's a top 10 match all time. I mean, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> all right. Give me your number four because that's a wild start to your list. I love it. So my number four is uh, based off of growing up. I, I grew up a very small kid. Um, so my hero in WWE... Um, is also my number four, and that is Rey Mysterio. Love it. Rey Love Mysterio it. has had an absolutely legendary career, as we can all see. As we can all see, he's going. He just went into the Hall of Fame. Um, had a banger at WrestleMania with his son, which is insane. So cool. um, he just he was he was the voice of the small kids uh, when I was growing up. So I got Rey at number four. Love it. My number four. I have. Yet to see anything bad this guy's done. And I didn't follow his early career, but when he got to WWE, always awesome. And he's a local boy for me. He's from the same town my wife is from. 
So my number four is Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, depending on what you watch yeah. currently or what you remember him as. Um, I think his real name is Brian Danielson, but the dude is, I mean, everyone talks about Benoit and Angles, the best technical wrestlers of all time, which is still probably true. Right. But as far as the best today, it's definitely Daniel Bryan. The dude is so good. And that build up to WrestleMania 30, everything yeah. he was doing then, every match he's had on the card, dude, like the, the guy steals the show every time. Um, so, I mean, how can you not, how can you not love the guy? Like, right. I, it's, it's, it's must see TV for me when I, when, when the dude has a match. Love it. And that, that shoot segment with the Miz. Oh, dude. So good. Yeah. So good. Like, holy crap. Like that should have just, Miz should have been in the title picture, right? But he, absolutely, he was making Miz. This is so sidebar, but the Miz was just making the IC title at that point. Just look so good. Absolutely. Like, it was amazing. All right. Absolutely. I'll, I'll get into my number three. So we don't uh, go do off it. topic too much. Mine's the rock. Because okay. The Rock is like the most entertaining guy of yeah. all time. The Rock also, I've told Cole this story, but The Rock also once told me he was going to kick my ass. <laughs> it, uh, Raw after WrestleMania 19, because yes, I am old. I was 16 at the time. <laughs> and uh, went to Key Arena and sat like 16 rows up. And uh, it was like after the show, I have Goldberg debuted and me and my buddy were flipping The Rock off because, you know, he's a heel at the time. Right. And, uh, you know, he got up and told me he was going to march up the aisle and whoop our ass. And so it was like super cool, but the rock is always a good time no matter what he's doing. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. But my, my number three is uh, again, going into my wheelhouse of what I grew up watching. Um, I grew up hating this guy. Absolutely hating him. He was the best heel on the roster. In my opinion, Um, my number three is edge. Uh, Oh yeah. We have, I, I, like I said, with my W of the week, um, I've I've gained so much respect for him watching him as an adult now um, since watching him as a kid. He's one of one of the best workers in the ring. He's absolutely. one of the one of the nicest guys outside of it. Um, yeah. He married an absolute badass. Oh, yeah. um, Beth Phoenix rocks. Absolutely. And uh, just just listening to how well spoken this guy is outside of the ring and seeing what he has done in the ring. I mean jumping off ladders, hitting spears. I mean, the yeah. dude's just, the dude's a legend. He so is, that, yeah. that's who I got at number three. So Travo, or I guess I can just jump right into my number two. Number um, two. Yeah. So another heel of my childhood. Um, I know I said Edge may have been the best heel, but this guy gave him a run. Um, it's a guy that is currently not wrestling, um, but he will be back from what I've heard. Uh, my number two is Randy Orton. Oh, um, watching Randy is a badass. Watching Randy Orton run through the roster in the mid to to late two thousands and early twenty tens has it was it was insane. Watching him kick dudes in the head and and yeah. watching as a kid going he, he's going to kill him. He's setting off the fireworks. Yeah. The pyro and scene is up at the top of the ramp. Yeah, I mean he's just he was must see TV. So that's who I got at number two. I love I love. That Randy Orton. Dude, I remember watching Randy Orton on Velocity. Do you remember that yeah. show? <laughs> yeah. Like the sub SmackDown show when he had, he wore the, the blue tights with like the yep. yellow stripes. Fucking ridiculous. But yeah, dude, I, I love Randy Orton too. That's a good pick. I'm old, so my number two <laughs> is, is Stone Cold because Wow. Cold, he's not okay. my number one. He's okay. not my number one. Okay. I know. But you should know who my number one is now, hopefully. Um but yeah, dude, Stone Cold, like the beer truck and beating everyone's ass, like 13-year-old me, like definitely rocking Austin 316 shirts, flipping the bird. Dude, like 
literally got as into wrestling as I got at that age yeah. because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yeah, right. he's a hard time not putting him number one. But Right. Well, jump into your number one because that was a shocker yeah. to me. Dude, good, good, good. I, I didn't think my list would surprise that much. but So my number one is Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is the GOAT, dude. Everything he touches turns to fucking gold. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So uh my number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Um I when we were writing these lists, I, I thought Travis and I were gonna line up perfectly at number one, but uh now looking back on my list and not having HPK there, it's a little it's a little off to me, but I stand by my list. Um Yeah, your list is a little I, sus, bro. <laughs> I I second everything Travis said about Stone Cold. He yeah. was I mean, even just seeing what he did in his most recent match against uh against ko at wrestlemania and then him showing up uh after the after the theory and pat mcafee match i mean it was it's just the same thing with randy orton it's must see tv when stone cold's there it's gonna be fun to watch and that's that's just how it is and that's the bottom line but uh (laughs) yeah dude i actually you know the his wrestlemania match last year i was almost a little salty about because he before that his last match was wrestlemania 19 against the rock and yeah. I was at that. Yeah. And so I had always gotten to say for the longest time that I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match in person. Not anymore. I can't <laughs> say that anymore. But uh, okay. <laughs> that that's going to round up our uh, our top five of the week. We're going to be doing this every every episode. So it may not even be a top five of the week. It might just be a top five of the episode because we might be doing this two times a week. Might be doing this three times a week. We it's don't true. know what we're going to do. Um. So that I believe is going to wrap up the uh, the first episode of In the Cheap Seats. Um, in the cheap seats. We need to get we need to get Travis on some socials. We're going to do that so we can get him all all situated and have everyone follow where we need to follow. Um, yeah, we'll put all <laughs> you know because he's old. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna put all the links in the description of the pod. Uh, leave a rating. Leave us a comment on anything you got to say about the pod, except for the intercontinental belt. Because if you have a different opinion, you're wrong. Um, yeah, Travis, what do you got at the end of this guy? Give us some feedback, guys. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you what you want us to talk about. Give us give us some ideas for you know if you want us to rank some things. You want us to try to stump us with some trivia. Cole and I are big trivia guys. Absolutely come to us um but yeah leave some ideas some feedback we'd love to hear from you guys this is obviously the first show things are going to change the steps are going to get better um yeah. i won't always have a car seat and cats behind me <laughs> so uh, things will evolve the more you listen the nicer things will look too so it'll be fun um but yeah leave a like Cole said leave a like leave a comment uh let us know what you like what you didn't and uh yeah hopefully we'll uh we'll we'll get into some cool shit with you guys down the road absolutely all right fellas and ladies we'll see you on the next one Peace.